JD Talking Sports, Monday, March 6, 2017. JD Talking Sports dropped the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes. So why don't you? All right. Isaac, you got to go. Now, I was going to talk about the Knicks. Knicks were down 92.85 going into the fourth. And I was like, Ryan, I'm going to have a, I'm sorry, I'm going to have a bad, bad, bad story to tell you about your Knicks tonight. And then they start off on a 23-4 run to start the fourth quarter. And now they're on a, they're up by 10, 25-8 run. Go with 226 left in the game. Nice going, Knicks. How about that? And Mello didn't play tonight. Out with a sore left knee. So they had that going for them. And they still put two and five to the last seven. Five and a half out of the eighth seed in the East. I was writing them off tonight. They're down by seven going into the fourth. And they have turned it on like nobody's business. Lance Thomas has 17. Kylo Quinn has 10. Justin Holiday has 10. Porzingis has 14. I love it. Billy Aaron Gomez, 14 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. How about that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 players in double figures tonight for the Knicks. That is some good, good shit. Yeah. Ryan, you got to be happy watching this one. I know you do. And happy 45th birthday to Shaquille O'Neal. How about that? 45 years young. I still remember when I watched him play, man. I still remember that game against Loyola Marymount. Him against Gathers was some fantastic basketball. Really good stuff. Awesome. And the Nets are down by three to the Grizzlies with 11.30 left in the third. And LeBron leaving the Miami Heat as a free agent, the most shocking thing of Riley's tenure with Miami. That's what he said. Now Joel Embiid... Only played 31 games this year. They said he could win the Rookie of the Year with the fewest game appearances ever. Uh, now, I can tell you the player who did, but that is a trivia question for a future show. Played about 25 minutes a game, over 20 a game for Embiid. Almost eight rebounds, two assists, and two and a half blocks a game. Now, Bucks guard Malcolm Brogdon, averaging nearly 15 points per game since the All-Star break. He could be the one might get it. And one of the, a fellow Sixer, Dario Saric, over 11.6 rebounds. It could happen for him too. Brandon Ingram for the Lakers, over 10 points, four rebounds, two assists in February for the Lakers. Those are some guys. I say give it to the man who deserves it. Joel Embiid, that is my man. He has had a heck of a... a he's had a, what, what a year. I hope he comes back strong. Because I want to, Listen to this. They have him, and then the number one pick in the draft... Who didn't even didn't even play this year? The kid out of LSU, whose name is escaping me. Wow. Yeah. How about that? I can't remember. Number one pick. NBA draft. Ben Simmons. God damn! I can't remember names today. Ben Simmons, he'll come back next year and beat come back strong. The process could really work, really work with the Sixers. Andrew Bogut, first game as a calf, two minutes into the game, fractures his left tibia out indefinitely. That is not good for 
the Cavaliers, and they are getting blown out tonight. Blown out. Knicks up by 10. Yes, right now the Cavs, the Cavs are losing by 8. We're losing by, ish. They lost by 8 at home to the Heat. Oh, Rockets. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the, I thought the Rockets were playing tonight. Tonight's Portland-Minnesota game was postponed due to condensation from ice on the court. How about that? Minnesota, no game. And Kawhi Leonard for the Spurs, career highs 26.1 points per game, has scored 30 or more points in seven of his last 11 games. They are playing the Rockets at home, the Spurs are. They're down by nine as we speak. And Lou Williams is averaging over 17 a game since joining the Rockets from the Lakers. That's some good stuff. Should have started with this one. Now, I had a whole thing I was going to talk about. UConn was playing USF tonight for the AAC championship. They have met the last two years. Last year, Connecticut beat them by 26. Two years ago, they beat them by 15. And they won last night. They're 106th in a row, 78-56 over UCF, who had come in winning seven of the last nine. Tonight, they played, as I said, USF. Third straight year meeting for the championship. 41 points total in the two games prior to this one. They only won 100-44. They are up 62-23 at the half. 100-44, but that doesn't do everything. Katie Lou Samuelson, 40 points, an AAC tournament record. 10 for 10 from three, a Division I record. 12 for 14 from the field. 40 points. She scores 40. USF scores 44. Wow. Wow. 32-0. Going into the tournament, number one seed overall. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 10 for 10 for, from three, Katie Lou Samuelson, who's been in a shooting slump lately. Well, that's it, over. 107 in a row, 82nd straight win in the AAC. They have actually haven't lost a conference game yet. Kind of scary. USF gets to their third straight championship game, and it means diddly. And the Cavs, when they lost tonight to the Heat, 106-98. LeBron, 30.17 rebounds. Kyrie Irving with 32. The only two Cavs in double figures in the game. Not going to win. They need Love back. Dearly. Dearly. They need him back. And the men's top, I have the top 10 right now. Kansas, number one, second straight week. Nova, UCLA, Gonzaga, Oregon, and UNC flipped. Oregon, five. UNC, sixth. Arizona 7th, Kentucky 8th, Baylor 9, Louisville 10. That is a lot of ACC teams in there. One, two, oh, actually, there's only two. I'm sorry. Only two. Big 12, one, two. Pac-12, two. Wow. Wow. That's pretty, yeah. Two, 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 two is going crazy. UConn, number one again. But Creighton, number 23, first time in the top 25 in 25 years. Creighton, 23. How about that? You got to love when teams do that. I like that stuff. Creighton actually hosts the College Baseball World Series on their home baseball field. It's really nice. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? UConn, how about that? 107 in a row. Wow. Crazy. All right, we have a little football. Giants are interested in wide receiver Terrell Pryor, along with other teams. 
Now, what do I think of Terrell Pryor? Here's a former quarterback, Ohio State, the Ohio State quarterback. I I like him. I like him. I, I think he has potential to be really good. He's only been playing wide receiver a couple of years now, and he went over 1,000 yards this year. He had some really good games. He's going to make a lot of money. I don't know. He's a big wide receiver. He would, I'll tell you, they get him and OBJ. Ooh, could get ugly. Could get, who do you pick your poison against them? Knicks won 113-105. Came back strong in the fourth quarter. Wow. Good going, Knicks. Dominating fourth quarter. How about that? Fourth quarter, 28-13. That's how you win a ball game. That's how you end a game. 28 beautiful. Beautiful win. Courtney Lee led the Knicks with 20. Lance Thomas had 17. Porzingis, 14.7 rebounds. Kylo Quinn. Porzingis played powerful. Two two centers for the Knicks. 25 points, 16 rebounds. That's it. That's that's not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. And Justin Hollywood, every time I look up, he has 10, 10 to 15 points. What's he averaging this year? 7.4 points per game. He's been playing really good ball lately. I am happy with him. And the Jets. Rich Samini, we all know this already. They need to find a starting caliber quarterback. Difficult, but must be a focus. I agree. I agree. The Jets. Now, this is the thing. Last year... And I agree I agree with Albert Breer on this one. Last year, they're doing what they should have done two years ago. They're swallowing hard and getting ready for the youth movement. They got rid of Marshall, Revis, and Mangold. So there are only four draft picks from the John Idzik era under contract for 2017. Sheldon Richardson, Brian Winters, Quincy Inunua, and Calvin Pryor. And Mill Wilkerson is the only one left from the Mike Tannenbaum time in green. That means they are, there's a dearth of homegrown, homegrown players in their prime earning years. He said, no matter how much lipstick you smeared on the 2015 season, this rough, rough path always was bound to come. I agree. Rebuilding, like the Yankees, has to happen. Let's do it. Let's move on. Get it, got it, good. And Nick Mangold was upset he wasn't given a chance to renegotiate his contract. And you know what? I think he... I don't I don't know, you know, he's gonna get on another team and he's gonna come back and haunt the Jets. Because the Jets right now do not have they they do. I'm gonna use that word again. They have a dearth of offensive linemen right now. And you need a line because you need a quarterback to, you need to protect protect that damn quarterback. That's all I'm saying on that front, right? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And he said he would like to be given a chance to renegotiate. They didn't. He actually found out when he was at Disney World, there was a great picture of him. He looked all miserable. He put on social media. Everybody puts on social media. We got to put on social media. Everybody has to see everything we put on social media. Yes, yes, yes. Crazy. Now, this is a guy I'm interested in. Ben Bulware, 22 years old, six foot 238. He was defensive MVP, MVP of the national championship game win by Clemson over Alabama was the Jack Lambert award winner this past year for best linebacker in college football. 116 tackles this past year, four sacks, one inter- one interception. Now, he's expected to be a mid-round selection and he made his case that, that he was asked the question, 
on the MMQB. How do you respond to those who say you're not a great athlete and do you feel you can show them wrong tomorrow? He says, he says I feel like I have nothing to prove. I'm the most complete linebacker in this draft. I feel like my, with my stats and everything I've done over the past four years, I've had over 350 tackles in the past four years. Had over 130 this year, I guess, with the championship game. I've been the MVP of three bowl games, including a national championship. He says, I have leadership, my knowledge of the game, my ability to point out plays and point to where the ball's going, even before the snap happened. There's not a linebacker, and there's no disrespect to other linebackers. He said, there's obviously a lot of great players in the draft. He goes, I'm not perfect, but there's, he said, he said, there's not, there's not a linebacker in this draft and probably drafts before that you can see on film multiple times pointing, waving like corner over here, the ball's going over there and it happens. All that being said, you're not going to draft me because I'm six foot. I feel that someone's not doing their homework. I kind of want a guy like that. You know what? I thought of Zach Thomas, shorter guy. You know, you know who was a shorter guy than that? A Montclair, a Montclair State graduate, Sam Mills. It's another guy. You know what? I would take this guy. I really would. I really, you know, Ben Bull. And I remember watching him play. They always talked about him. That he always was around the ball. Always made the play. And really, he defense. Look, look at a. Look at the the Bears, linebacker. Damn. Who who was given one shot to be a coach, Mike Singletary. And you look at him, you watch tape on him. He was calling all the plays. When he first came in with... When he came in with Buddy Ryan, Buddy Ryan was like, you know, I don't know if you can handle this. You know, I you know, I mean, you, you got to put all that work in. And that's what he did. He put the damn work in. And he was the he was quarterback of the defense. And that's what this guy... Hey, you know the guy's going to put in the time. He's a tackling machine. That's what you want. You want a goddamn tackling machine. I like a guy that that's confident. I want a guy that confident. I mean, look at this. You have Miles Garrett, who they said reminded like Wolverine, four six forty, at two seventy two. They said brought back memories of Jadeveon Clowney, who ran a, a four five. You got Jamal Adams, a safety at LSU, four five six forty, eighteen reps benching. USC cornerback Adoree Jackson, four three nine forty. Julius Peppers, thirty seven, says he's going to come back for a sixteenth season. He was there when I was at UNC. Nine-time Pro Bowler, fifth in career sacks. He's a free agent. I take him. Situational player? Hell yeah. And Ohio State cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, 4-3-6-40. said he injured his hammy. Then he said it was a, that's what they said before. And he said he injured his hip flexor, injury prone in college. He goes, I'm good, y'all. LOL, that's what he wrote. Well, listen, the guy is running a 4-3-6-40. I mean, some of these numbers... UConn safety, Obi Mellon Melanfonwa. Four four forty. Forty-four inch vertical. Eleven nine broad jump. Watch the broad jump. It didn't even look human. Six four, two twenty-four. They said the his numbers might have elevated him to an early day two pick or maybe even a late first round pick. Also so Tony Romo consistently linked to the Broncos and Texans by coaches and execs at Combine. Hey, could happen, right? And I thought this was funny. Nevada Sportsbook lost over $8 million in football in January and struggled in the latter half of the season. Now, the books are actually up only $3.7 billion since 1984. 2016, Nevada Sportsbook won $91.2 million on college and NFL football. 
This year, they lost $8.25 million on football in, two, in January 2017. But they won 18.17 in basketball, ended up with a $7.95 million profit. I'm like, okay. Now, November 2016, the books hold percentage of football. Amount kept, this is the amount, the books hold percentage. That's the amount kept from the amount wagered was only 2.10%, which is a four-year low for football, for a football month. Four-year low in the last four years. Now, they have made $91.2 million. And I, when I read this at first, I said, I got to dig a little deeper. And I was like, you know what? They're just trying to put up, up something up there to, you know, kind of catch your eye kind of thing. Also, you know, I love these numbers. You know, it's like, because I was wondering, they, they actually put Ross next to Brady when they both ran the 40. And it looked, you know, first of all, Brady looked like he was wearing these dorky white sneakers. I mean, you could just see how it's changed so much. It's so like, they're aerodynamic now. Back then they were just like, look, it looked like he just like rolled out of bed, like he had a, just a mixed stuff on. It was just crazy. Jalen Myrick, defensive back from Minnesota, ran a four two eight forty, ties for the fastest time by a DB since two thousand six. Now Terrell Pryor said the Giants, also the Niners, Titans, and Eagles for Cleveland.com are interested in him. Now twenty seven year old Mike Lennon, who could be a, a Jets quarterback this year. Last two years combined, he's 10, 10 of eleven passing, eleven attempts the last two years. 30 touchdowns, 15 INTs. Could get between 14 and 15 million per Yahoo Sports. He played 13 games his, his first year, 2013. He was a third-round pick at NC State. Then lost a job in 2014 to Josh McCown. Now, McCown got hurt. So, Glennon played six games after he got hurt. They're saying, well, if he doesn't make 14 to 15, he can make about 12 million annually. That's a lot of money, dude. A lot of money. And then the Browns. Have to love the Browns. The Browns currently have 74 players on the roster. More than half of them, 40, have either one accrued NFL season or none. There are just 10 players who have been in the league for more than 10, four seasons. 10 players who have been in the league for more than four seasons. Now, no one in league history has, has, has as much room in the cap. Listen to this. Now, they expect, expect to enter the cap year, depending on what happens with prior, with about $102 million to spend. The entire salary cap of 2006 was 102 million. As recently as 2013, the cap was just 123 million. They have 102 million dollars to spend on the cap. And draft picks this year: two first rounders, a one in 12; two second rounders, 33 and 52; one third rounder in 65; two fourth rounders, 108 and 142; three fifth rounders, 145, 177, 183; one sixth rounder, 187. Now, Business Insider ran the numbers by the old Jimmy Johnson draft value chart they used to have, which gave points to every draft pick. The Browns picks add up to 4,145 points. The Niners, second most draft capital this year to the Cleveland, have 2,656. That is a huge, huge discrepancy. Huge. 11 picks this draft. Five in the first 65. Ten in the first five rounds. They sign, and the only big free agent they really have to sign is Terrell Pryor, and they have to decide what they want to do quarterback wise. And then you have, which is crazy, you know what? And that's the thing too. A lot of pressure. Eleven picks. You know, the Jets a couple of years ago had a bunch of picks, and none of them panned out. You have to be careful. It's a crapshoot. It really is. You got to take the best player available. I think Cleveland. I know they went one in fifteen, but they played hard. They played hard. They didn't cover a lot, but they they played hard. They didn't give up. I'm curious what they're going to do. I really am. I think that this could be, I, th- I think the Cavs doing so well 
can rub off on them. And the Indians doing too, well too. I think they, they want to get in on that party. I do think they want to get in on that party. And the Niners are going to release wide receiver Torrey Smith two seasons into a five-year, $40 million deal per Adam Schefter. How about that? Boom. And this is my last time talking about the Super Bowl. Falcons, I don't know why they went away. Not First half in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl L.I. as I like to call it, lie. Nine rushes, 86 yards. Second half, nine rushes, 18 yards. What the fuck were they doing, man? I mean, come on. They needed a field goal. They couldn't put it away. They couldn't put the goddamn game away. That shit drove me crazy. Drove me livid. Also, and, and you know what? What does it bring me to? Spring training. Yankees are willing to listen to offers for infielder, outfielder, Rob Refsnyder, who they don't have a place for in the lineup, per the New York Post, 262 career batting average. And the Mets plan to use six starters this year, hoping to keep Syndergaard, DeGrom, Harvey, and Stephen Matz healthy and 31 starts or so per pitcher. They want to take advantage of the depth with Seth Lugo and Robert Gesellman. And maybe Zach Wheeler's missed the last two seasons with from, after Tommy John surgery. Also, they are interested in the second baseman recently released, Brent Lowry. 12 home runs, 36 RBIs with the White Sox last season. And Stephen Matz had elbow surgery last year. You had the bone spurs. He reached 91 and 93 miles per hour today. First spring training start. First the Marlins. Two innings pitch. Three hits. No runs. A strikeout, no base on balls. They beat the Marlins 8-2. And the Yankees got blown out today. And we have the World Baseball Classic, which Rob Manfred said, it, the commissioner of baseball said, is not going away. And why should it? Because Israel beat South Korea 2-1 yesterday. Go chosen people. They're in the same bracket as Taiwan, South Korea, and the strongest team is the Netherlands. The top two in the pool, they're in pool A, will advance to the second round in Tokyo. I think they're playing in South Korea right now. Netherlands have Xander, Xander Bogarts from the Sox and Didi Gregorius from the Yankees. They play Israel on Thursday. As I said, Israel, weakest team in Pule they play is Taiwan on Tuesday. But hey, they got to win. And they found anybody that had any Jewish, any, any, any Jewish in the family, didn't matter if there was, you know, a parent or someone, it was not even them, it was his... One guy married a wife. The wife's family had somebody that was Jewish in the family. Hey, sometimes you got to reach for that stuff. And kind of cool from Darren Ravel, ESPN. Major League Baseball has approved the use of a continuous biometric monitor to be worn by players during gameplay. It's called Whoop. It's the first to be approved by any major American sports leagues to be worn during competitions. Players get to decide. Teams can't force the players to wear them. MLB spokesman said a deal was reached but could not comment further. It's supposed to be worn through the day and night. It can be worn on various parts of the body. It measures sleep, recovery, and strained. And thanks to the 100 megabytes of data a day that is being gathered, it allows a player and a team to monitor the current state of an athlete's body heading to a game. This is Moneyball 2.0. Whoop founder and CEO Will Ahmed said Monday. At a recent Major League Baseball winter meetings, Whoop, I like saying that, Whoop, represented its findings on what was described as the most comprehensive biometrics data study ever conducted by a sports, by a pro sports league or athletes. A direct correlation was made between recovery and injury and hitting and pitching performance. Measures heart rate and tracks sleep, among other things. 
but it's raised privacy concerns in sports. How much data can be team use? Is there something a player doesn't want the team to see? What if, what can he or she do after agreeing to wear the device? There's the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, which protects patients from having their medical information shared, does not currently apply to biometric data, which should change very soon. The news received, uh, Ahmed said the WHOOP has 27 different privacy settings that allows a player or a team to share various pieces of information while keeping other data private. The news received relatively little attention, but two of Nike's recent college contracts in Michigan and Tennessee gave Nike the rights to biometric player data. NBA, you can only wear it during practice. Now, Matthew Delavadova was found to have worn the WHOOP device without permission for 13 games, told to stop. DeAndre Jordan recently was found to have been wearing a WHOOP monitor on a wristband during a game. Lee's looking into it. And the WHOOP device costs 1200 per athlete per year and includes a dashboard to the analytics. The recent iteration of the device for consumers, the WHOOP 2.0, went on sale in November and cost $500. I should get that. Uh, should I get that out of the Apple Watch? And MLB had previously approved a device made by a company called Modus that specifically monitors batting and pitching performance. I like all the data, man. I, I mean, I wear my Fitbit all the time. I think it, I think it's a cool. I think it's cool as. I'm sorry I read the whole article, but I, I took it out. That's what JD took at Sports Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's what we do here. I get a lot of material, and I have to talk about it. I just do. It's just the way I. It's the way the way I roll. Now, Conor McGregor crashed Floyd's event, and he said, "Let's give him what the, what the." bleep they want I was like okay dude why don't you give them what the bleep they want I mean do what you have to do I don't know I I mean is this what we all want to see is it okay hey and Tyson Fury who was stripped of his title after anti-semitic well not it wasn't even anti-semitic it was all the drug tests he failed is returning to boxing on May 13th, considering opponents with promoter. He said he really was into boxing. I guess he realized that he needed it more than he thought he did. And Paulie Malinaji, who I love on Showtime, he is one of the best commentators in the world. Well, I felt he should have retired a couple of years ago. 36-8, and eight, retiring at age 36. He lost last Saturday in London. KO in the eighth took a body shot from Brit contender Sam Edgington, who improved to 20-3 and three with 12 KOs. 36 and eight, seven KOs for Malinaji, world champion. Had a good run, but I love him on Showtime. He is a great commentator. And Tyron Woodley at UFC 209 pocketed 500K. Stephen Thomas, Stephen Thompson, I'm sorry, 380,000. They were the main event at UFC 209 per MMA fighting. Thank you for those. And I thought this was kind of cool. Golden Knights signed first player in franchise history with a three-year entry-level deal for forward Reed Duke. But that wasn't the coolest thing. LA Kings broadcaster Bob Miller will call his last home game on April 8th versus Chicago and then the regular season finale at Anaheim the next night to end his career. According to the AP, he will end his career after 44 years and 3,351 games. Bob Miller, that is freaking awesome. 3,351 games, 44 years as the Kings announcer. Guy, love, guy loves what he does, man. Awesome. 
I, I just love stuff like that. I think that's that's the bee's knees, man. All right. Trivia question from last podcast. Most points in Super Bowl history. Jerry Rice. Eight touchdowns, 48 points. How about that? Was that kind of an easy question? A little bit. Tonight's trivia question. What is the earliest an NBA team ever clinched a playoff berth? What is the earliest date an NBA team clinched a playoff berth? Earliest date an NBA team clinched a playoff berth. Okay. Nets are still playing. Sorry, Isaac. Nets are still playing. Knicks lost. Nets are down by eight with 2.10 left in the third. Yankees lost 13-1 to the Pirates today. Knicks got the win. That's all the matter. Yeah, the Knicks improved to... Let's get some standings right here. Knicks are 26-38. and 38. Orlando dropped to 23-41. and All right. And UConn, Katie Lou Samuelson. I think you're getting the picture tonight for my, my picture I'm putting up. 10 for 10 from three. Wow. Unbelievable. Folks, have a great night. I'm out of here. Peace out.